0: So just that word, the rapture of what it is to feel alive. And I do think when people come to a point in their life and they get to that place of, is this all there is? Or come into that place of complacency or dullness or disconnection. It's not the meaning they're looking for. They're, they're actually looking to feel what it feels to be alive and not to feel like you're wasting your life or that you're not living.
1: Welcome to the Rebel Souls podcast, where we flip the middle finger to the status quo. I'm your host, Shelly Paxton, lifelong rebel, liberator of souls, and author of Soulbatical, A Corporate Rebel's Guide to Finding Your Best Life. Settle in as we dive deep with badass leaders who are rebelling for what matters most in life, business, and the world at large. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get this revolution started. Hello and welcome back my fellow rebel souls. Okay, I'm just going to say right away, this particular episode is one that I would highly encourage you to watch on YouTube. The link is on my website where you can find the podcast, the link to YouTube. I will also put it in the socials on my Instagram bio, but Christy is so dynamic, and she gives us these beautiful embodiment practices to wake us up and and help us feel alive, which is her whole purpose. Her whole purpose on the planet is to shake us up, bring us back into our bodies, bring us back into our truth and our essence. And I don't even think I want to spoil it anymore. I'll just give you guys a sense for who she is. Christy Christensen is a new friend. She and I were introduced through Justin Michael Williams, who I know for sure that you all fell in love with in February. Absolutely incredible. I hope you're following him and digging deep into his work. He and Christy know each other well. And he just knew that she and I would be connected at the soul, and our work is so aligned. And little did I know, I had already done some of her work, but I'm not going to spoil that either because we talk about that in the episode. And I surprised her by saying, like, oh my God, I actually got deep into her work once. And It really is a transformational experience. So Christy is, she's on a mission to shake up the world. She has her own signature approach to yoga. So you guys, this is not a conversation with, you know, a "Hmm, yoga teacher. That's not what this is about. That's of course not what you would expect from me. You're not going to get that ever from me. She has this like rebellious version of yoga called soul fire yoga. And it is a brilliant combination. This is what I've experienced a combination of yoga and dance and music, like really just, Oh, beat of the music that you feel to your core and inspiration. And you'll understand just listening to her speak She is so inspiring. Like Justin, she kind of has that like powerful preacher essence to her. And I don't mean preach in a way she's preaching to us, but I mean, guiding us and bringing along, but she has that cadence and that tone to her voice and that rhythm that just pulls you in so deeply and just makes you feel and explore yourself and what you're what you're experiencing in the moment and she and I do some really fun things. So again, if you can't you can't, I totally get it. I know we live busy lives and for a lot of you you'll do this on walks or at the gym or on the treadmill or whatever it is or even while cooking. I appreciate that. Even as you're listening to this, if you can't watch us, try to do some of the exercises, especially when she just has a shake, just shaking out all parts of our body because I was buzzing, I'm recording this introduction after our conversation and you can probably hear the energy amped up in my voice. That's a result of the work that she and I did in the span of our short conversation. So Christy tells her whole story. She's a former elite athlete in in gymnastics and platform diving who, through her own healing journey, found yoga and then her own experience and creation of the kind of yoga that she does. She has gone on to run some of the foremost yoga studios in the world. She teaches all over the world. She travels all over the world. Even now we talk about she's, she's been teaching down in Tulum, Mexico, and she's just about to head back. And she has all kinds of cool virtual stuff on live Kick. So we're going to have a link for you guys to with a promo code. So at a discount, we can experience her teachings on live Kick studios. And she has her First book coming out. Actually, in the interview, I say June 2021. I just found out from her that it was postponed to August. I think it's now August 10th, 2021. But as we say, and we'll put the link in the show notes, her book is already live on Amazon. So I would love for us to show her the love and put in our pre-orders. And she's got all kinds of pre-order goodies that we'll have a link to as well. But this woman is, she's our kind of people. And she's really open and vulnerable about telling her story. And I got so many gifts in this conversation around body positivity, around embracing my body, around some things I can do just to bring more of that love for this beautiful vessel that my soul resides within. And I know you guys don't hear me say stuff like that often, or maybe often enough, but this is a really cool journey. This is definitely going to resonate more with our female rebel souls. But for all of you, this is a way to tap into our divine feminine energy, and that's really what her her new book, Chakra Rituals, Awakening the Wild Woman Within, is all about, and we talk about what that means, and chakra as an acronym for kind of this cool journey that she's taking us on, and her book is very interactive. So if you want her with you every morning on a seven-week journey, this is it. I'm not going to spoil it anymore, you guys. This was such this was an incredible conversation that just enlivened me in so many ways and reconnected me with myself and also really reminded me like, uh, why don't I have more Christy in my life? So you can bet I'm going to be doing her virtual work on Live Kick Studios and buying the book. My pre-order is going in today. So buckle up or actually don't buckle up just get loose put on your comfy clothes get ready to shake and get ready to um yeah for quite a few mic drops along the way she is powerful so let's dive into the conversation with christy enjoy Hey, hey, I'm so excited, you guys, we get to dive into a conversation with, I'm going to call you a new friend, Christy, because I feel like we're already friends. (laughs) Uh, I think we've been friends for (laughs) lifetimes. I know, I know. This is a soul connection, you guys, with Christy Christensen, and Christy and I were introduced through... Justin Michael Williams, you guys heard that phenomenal episode, which just dropped in February. I got so much incredible feedback. And one of the many gifts that Justin has given me in the short time I've known him is you, Christy. And this, yes, this friendship, (laughs) this soul connection, this conversation. And I'm so excited to introduce you to the whole Rebel Soul community. So. Thank you for being here with me.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Like I said already, it's such an honor and a pleasure. And I'm so grateful. And even in the few moments we've already talked it I've just feel the boom, the zing and the bang. So I know we're going to have some fun today.
1: hundred <laughs> percent we are. And everybody who's listening to this knows, and I told you when we were, before we started recording, like, I just, I love to have fun and be organic and authentic and just let the energy take the conversation where it does. And I know there's a reason why people show up on this podcast and why I'm invited to have these conversations because there's always a gift. There's always something to learn and you are going to take me on a wild ride. I just know. So we have, okay, we have so much to talk about and I already have like so many thoughts going through my head, but I want to pause because you know, the first question that I ask everyone who comes on is what are you rebelling for? I love this question. I am rebelling for
0: aliveness. Because there's this notion, Joseph Campbell, actually, let me just give it to him (laughs) um, versus myself. Mad respect for
1: Joseph Campbell.
0: (laughs) You know, says it so beautifully. I do not think people are really seeking the meaning of life. Like we're all seeking, what does it mean? What is, what am I supposed to be doing in this life? Right? He says, no, people aren't really seeking the meaning of life. They are seeking the rapture of what it is to feel alive. So just that word, the rapture of what it is to feel alive. And I do think when people come to a point in their life and they get to that place of, is this all there is? Or come into that place of complacency or dullness or disconnection, it's not the meaning they're looking for. They're they're actually looking to feel what it feels to be alive and not to feel like you're wasting your life or that you're not living. So what Mm. I'm rebelling for is to help wake people up to the intrinsic energy that pulses through every cell of the body that flows through every breath that you breathe in and you breathe out. And to remember that just because your heart is beating, I like to say, it's knocking on the door of the chest to remind you that you are still alive. So how do we tune back into that rhythm, that pulsation, that music, (laughs) that is the hum of aliveness, or like one of my teachers says, the roar of aliveness. That's waking, that wants to wake you back up or wake you fully up in remembrance of who you really are. So, I know there's so much work to do on healing and balancing and this and that. But if we are not alive and we are not awake and consciousness hasn't even brought us to those places, we don't even know healing and balancing and this and that actually need to happen. So, I believe it starts with aliveness and awakening to that pulsation of life.
1: Oh, it's so beautiful. So I'm just going to say right now, I only want to talk like when it's really critical because I just want to listen to you talk all freaking day long. Like what you just said, I still have goosebumps from head to toe. I am like, take me to church, woman. This is amazing. (laughs) I'm signing up for you and everything you're about. (laughs) That was really like, that was so eloquent, so beautifully articulated. And I know that this is who you are, who you be and what you do in the world. So thank you for summing that up. And I'm so excited to dive in. So one other thing I want to say, I didn't tell you this when we were off camera, actually two things I want to say. One is So before I ever look at the, you know, when, when I say to somebody, what are you rebelling for? And tell me what you might want to talk about. I don't ever look at that until right before we do the podcast. What I like to do is if I don't know the person, like you, you and I didn't know each other well before this moment. And yet we knew each other forever. (laughs) I just take a look at who you are in the world, your Instagram, your website, your messaging. And I literally wrote on a piece of paper, aliveness. I am not kidding. Everything about you and who you be in this world signals that every, like the, you are the embodiment of that message. And when I then opened that up and I was looking, I was like, Oh, Oh, (laughs) Oh, Oh, Oh. Yes. Yes. me because we're
0: so connected. We're so family. You're dialed into my frequency.
1: <laughs> I am so dialed into your frequency and I'm honored to be dialed into your frequency and like vibing with you at the level that we are right now feels mm-hmm. so, so, so amazing. So aliveness, hell yes, all day long. And we're going to start unpacking yeah. like, what does that mean? Yeah. The second thing I wanted to say, it's related to Justin as well. So... I realized yesterday that I have experienced your work and it didn't hit me. So the real reason I texted Justin yesterday, one, yes, I was so freaking excited to be having this conversation. (laughs) And two, I was like, wait a second, that class we did on Sunday when we were together in Baja was actually your class. Justin put you up on the big screen and all of us were moving and grooving and shaking our booties and doing your work. And it didn't dawn on me until yesterday. And I was (laughs) like, I remember Christy, I remember exactly how I felt in the moment in, Mm. in like yoga and dancing and music in the beat and talk about feeling your heart knock against Mm. your chest and just feeling held by this really incredible community that you've Mm. created and PS sweating my ass off (laughs) while doing this. So I, I didn't even put two and two together and I was like, wow, I love your work so much. I want to talk about all of this having, (laughs) do you call it, is it soul fire yoga? Is that what you call it? Yeah.
0: I mean, yes, it's, it's, there, there's like so many different factions. I, I, I need to be more specific and clear of my branding, but the overall umbrella of that, everything right now falls under is what I call soul fire. Okay. The reason being is the, the, the fire is the element of activation, right? It is the, uh, the, the element that helps us burn through the illusion of that, whatever that illusion might be for you, of your own worthiness pictures, of your, of your planks, of your need to be small pictures or, or anything else, of your self-doubt, of your fear, of your limitations. So the fire helps us to burn through. It helps us to transform and it helps us to rise and, again, remember, right? And the fire's hot, right? So what happens when you touch fire? You know it, right? You come alive. There's that spark of aliveness that the fire brings us. And then obviously there's the soul and there's, we can look at the soul in two perspectives of the universal soul or the individual soul. And what's that dance between the two? So it's kind of this, I also look at it from the perspective of what are the practice that help us to kind of point the arrow in the direction to touch that inner depth of the soul. And In yoga, we talk about that there are these five layers of the soul or the five koshas. At the very center, the fifth layer, it's known as the Ananda Maya Kosha, which is a bliss body. So how can we shoot that arrow through the practices of yoga, through mindfulness, through all the different modalities to come to that place, which is our essence nature. It cannot be destroyed. It cannot be created. It's because it's who we are. But we have all these layers on top of us that we don't remember. That that's who we are that we are this really shiny shiny bright vibrant being of, of bliss so I love that's I kind love of like that. how it
1: all came to that <laughs> it's so it, okay so we're we'll keep digging into that but I so two things one I used to write in lipstick and I've got to start this practice again in lipstick on my mirror mm. I am a fucking diamond. I owe it. And right. And it's the mm-hmm. reminder that's like, as we're peeling away, what you're talking about is like all this conditioning, all these layers of, you know, society and religion and culture and our parents and all the people telling us all the things. Yes. And what you're helping us get in touch with is that deepest essence and that deepest knowing and truth. And that's what your work does. And that's where the aliveness lives, right? Yes. And yeah. and if you think about the process of what creates a diamond, Right?
0: It's, it's intense heat. It's intense pressure. It is work. right? Yeah. They're, they're these, some of the stuff we've accumulated over a very long period of time, but the diamond does live inside each of us. And it even as corresponded. we could say with the third chakra, the fire element of the body, yeah. one of the translations of this chakra is the city of jewels or the lustrous gem. And you can think of it as a diamond actually like right here at your solar plexus and how the light refracts out in all these different directions, right?
1: I love that. Okay. You're taking me to school, which is awesome. (laughs) This is, this is, I knew I was going to learn so much. I love this. Okay. So I want to take a big step back because you've been deep in this work and I have gotten, you know, the, the tiniest you know, surface level experience. And I was, I was like, I felt the rapture, right. To take it Mm -hmm. back to the word used at the very beginning from the quote from Joseph Campbell. And my story is very much about my own awakening, finding Mm -hmm. my own fire again, after 26 years in the corporate world, literally being chief marketing officer of Harley Davidson, having climbed the ladder, sexy job. And I was like, Empty inside. I could not feel what you're describing mm. because of all the layers and all the conditioning and all the shoulds, yeah. right? That I had put on myself. So you're speaking my language, and everybody in this community is we've all got our own version of this, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we are in search of that. So I want to know so you're a woman. On a mission to shake up the planet, which just like that makes me smile from ear to ear. Like I feel (laughs) giddy saying it out loud because I love people and women in particular who are on massive missions to shake up the planet. But you couldn't have just woken up one day and said, "I'm going to go on a mission to shake up the planet." So I want to dig in a little bit to what your story is, and then let's start to unpack well, what all of this looks well, like. Well, how far do you want me to go back? <laughs> I know exactly. How much time do you have, girlfriend?
0: <laughs> so let me let me see what what would might be important for you to know or be interesting for you to know. I was at a from a very young age training for the Olympics in the sport of gymnastics and then in the sport of platform diving. And I had a very, very specific, very narrow vision of lens of this is my purpose, this is who I am. If I achieve this goal, I am worthy and I am successful and I am amazing. If I do not, I am a complete failure, basically. And now I understand more, I'm a survivor of physical and sexual abuse and my athletic endeavors definitely were, that was my safe place. And I also loved it. The body has always been my instrument from the very young age. And that was the place I felt safe, even though I was pushing my body to these places that could break or were breaking. And I did hurt myself many times. And what actually ended my Olympic pursuit, I was training for the 2004 Olympics in the sport of platform diving, and I broke my back. And the doctor's we're like, there's, you're done, like there's no way. What I was told at that time, if, if I didn't stop then, I'd be walking with a cane by the time I was 30. If they asked me like, do you wanna have kids? And at that point I thought, oh, maybe one day. And they said, do you wanna be able to pick them up? Cause if you don't stop now, you will not be able to. And I had always overcome so many different injuries and different things that had happened. I just thought everything was gonna make my success story so much better. And so I had a really hard time digesting that this was actually the truth and this was the end. And it was really difficult on so many levels. First one being, it was 100% my identity. I moved away from home when I was 15 to go train at the Olympic Training Center. And my parents, friends that they had met later after I left home, thought my parents had two kids or they thought I would come home and visit and they'd go, oh, you are the diver. They wouldn't say, oh, you're Christy. So like every, my identity 100% was like, oh, she's the Olympian or she's this or she's that. I had no idea who I was because the time I saw Mary Lou Retton win the gold medal <laughs> when I was like an infant, that was my. it was from that moment on, that was the only dream. So I was dealing with the identity piece, but I was also dealing with deep shame and failure. I honestly felt like I failed. I did not live up to my potential. You know, I couldn't see it just that my body broke. I thought it was, I blamed myself. And my whole life came crumbling down in my, my, or that safety that I had built around even the protection around my abuse Right. This was what I built for that protection to, for me to feel safe and for me to feel whole and for me to feel alive. I mean, how, how much more alive could it be jumping off a 33-foot tower, doing multiple flips before you hit the water? You know, talk about something that induces aliveness fast, <laughs> you know, even with the perfect entry. So that whole process, I fell into a depression for the first time. I was dealing with all these things I didn't, I hadn't dealt with depression, anxiety, confusion. Literally, I thought my life, like I thought my life's purpose was over and I thought I had failed at life pretty much. And through the process of my recovery, someone took me to a yoga class. And at that time, yoga was not cool. Yoga is not what it is today. You know, people there, if you said you were doing yoga, they're like, oh, she's a little weird. You know, they, they imagined maybe somebody in all white, a white leotard, totally sitting cross-legged, you know, making sounds like it wasn't something that was dynamic or, or it just, it just was unrelatable to the, the layman person, even for myself. But the, the one thing that got me to go was at that time, I think it was time magazine put Madonna on the cover doing some crazy yoga pose. And Madonna was like in the best shape of her life. And she was doing yoga. So she I was, was like,
1: badass. Yeah, she yeah. was
0: badass, and I was like, "Damn! If Madonna's doing, if yoga's good enough for Madonna, that thing is good enough for me." <laughs> Kill me in, right? That was that was kind of what, like got me to say yes to my friend who kept asking me, and so she took me to this class, and it, it didn't have music. I don't even know if people were using music in class at that time, to be completely honest. And nothing was explained to me in terms of we did do the O.M. in the beginning of class, and I was kind of looking around, being like, "Am I supposed to do that too?" And I didn't love it. I, I was like, I was interested. And because I was still recovering from my injury, there was a lot I couldn't do at first. But then because of my diving and gymnastics background, like I could pop up into a handstand, you know? So the teacher was like, ooh. So, you know, anytime you're also good at something like that, you know, you tend to, you know, want to dive deeper. But the one thing I can say that I really walked away from that first class was every single breath was instructed. From the beginning of the end of the practice, every inhale, reach your arms up, exhale, fold forward, inhale, lift. Every movement was orchestrated. And immediately, that's what sparked my curiosity because I had done every kind of fitness in the world and there was never that kind of attention to the breath. And right away, I thought, wow, like this would have been good to have been doing while I was training to help me regulate my nerves and competition. And so like, I was actually like starting for the first time ever to have a little bit of a relationship with my breath. And of course I didn't have this language around it, but this was what, you know, was, was happening. And I remember calling one of my old teammates and telling her I went to a yoga class and she was still training, she was still training. So I was like, maybe you should go take some yoga. Like, I don't know, but it just, there's something about it. Fast forward, again, yoga was exercise, had no idea it was spiritual. I moved to New York city and I got a job at a place called exhale and it was kind of a radical place at the time. It was the first mind body spa, (laughs) you know, like bringing these elements together. Now mind body is such a common word, but it wasn't back then. And I was teaching like a Pilates informed bar kind of class for them and helping manage. And I was only there for a short time that they announced that this woman Shiva Ray was coming to the studio and people were freaking out that Shiva Ray was coming to the studio. And again, this is before Instagram. There was no such thing as like Insta celebrity, you know, all that. I was like, who, who is like, I had no idea. I didn't even know there were famous yoga teachers. Like I had no outside of India, like none of that. Yeah. And she was from California and total renegade. And she hadn't been to New York apparently in a long time. And so I was like, okay, well, people are freaking out so much. I should go. And then what got me to the class was someone said, she's the Madonna of yoga. (gasps) And I was like, okay, it all goes back to Madonna. (laughs) But again, I was like, what does that even mean? So I went to her class. It was insane. Like she used music, but the music like drove the class and I felt like I was dancing and it was just a completely different experience that what I felt like I was doing before couldn't possibly be yoga, this was also yoga. Yeah. So it kind of just like blew, blew the, my eyes open of, of the scope of, wow, yoga is so many things and I know nothing. And in that class, there was something that happened inside. For the first time, just like that curiosity of the breath woke something up in me, going through this practice in this way, supported by all the elements. I think for the first time, I kind came, came in touch with the energetic body. Of again, that hum that almost that I was talking about with that, that hum of aliveness, but again, not knowing the language around it and also feeling a connection to spirit. And I didn't know yoga was a spiritual practice then. So I, it was really confusing, but really amazing. And I was like, I don't know what this is or what I'm doing, but it's amazing and I want more. <laughs> and that's kind of, you know, what took just, just my life just went on this different path. And I had no no, no interest in being a yoga teacher at all. I just wanted to, to learn and go into the practice of it and see what, what happened. And over years, I ended up moving to LA. I ended up running a, one of the probably most predominant yoga studios in the world for almost a decade. And that woman, same woman who really changed my trajectory, Shiva Ray, actually worked for me. <laughs> so I ran this like yoga mecca with all the most amazing teachers from all over the world. Like I got to grow up in that. And, but I was on the business side, I was running it, but, and studying, but do for my own personal until it became a point where my life had, had transformed so much. And, and for the first time, I think I was integrated and whole enough that I was actually able to do the deep healing work I needed to do to face my own trauma because I had it so compartmentalized, or even though I was an elite, elite athlete, I was disconnected from my body. Yeah. And that
1: happens more often than people know right? Yeah. yeah. I feel like that that's a common story. So, mm-hmm. so sorry, I just, that was I, a long ramble. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. It's so, it's so good. I was just, I, I had a number of thoughts that were coming up. So your, this kind of signature brand of yoga, I have to yeah. say like, for me, I wouldn't consider myself like I've practiced yoga. I've kind of been inconsistent. I go in and out and there's something for me. Like, I think I love the spiritual component, but the rest of it kind of bores me for lack of a better word. Yeah. And then I experienced your version of bringing together yoga and dance and the beat of the music. And like, I was on fire like to come back Mm -hmm. to what you said earlier so what led you to kind of, you know, obviously your inspiration yes. woman and Madonna, of course, I mean, come on, let's give credit where credit's due, but what led you there? Because you really did light a fire in me. Yeah. And then I want to like, I want to connect this to what it really means to be on a mission to shake up the planet, because yeah. it feels like these two things are connected for sure. So there's a few other integration pieces that I left out of the
0: story. Before I was a gymnast and a diver, I was a dancer. My huh. mom had a dancing school and we lived in an apartment on top of the dancing school in Brooklyn, New York. And that was my playground. So music and movement in that capacity, like my mom tells a joke that like she did a high kick and i like popped out, you know, cause she was dancing up until oh God, the day. Yeah. Like dancing until the day I, she gave birth, you know, so I was, you know, always music and dance were part of my, you know, the, the makeup of my my soul and my body. Yeah. So there's that piece that I didn't really realize until later of how that kind, that piece wove through and came full circle. But what I was seeing when I started teaching yoga is so many, and this is not everyone, this is a generalization, of course. There was so much rigidity in the yoga room because people were striving for perfection and trying to fit their bodies in perfect poses. And, and, and for some people that really works, like, because that's the body they have, and they can do that. But for a lot of people, it, it, it doesn't work. And I feel like it was aiding to the narcissistic tendencies that we already have, right, of, of trying to be this, this certain thing in this certain way. And and the yoga is, to me, two things. It's an embodiment practice, bringing you home to your body. And it's a liberation practice, right? And if you're just striving for perfection, and you're holding these things, and you're this, and you're that, and you're holding your breath, first of all, if you hold your breath, you take away the yoga. But the second part is, you, there's nothing liberating about that, right? There's nothing liberating. So I just started to play, and luckily, again, I had some teachers like Shiva and another guy named Saul David Ray in the, in the early years that were not in the, they had spent years in the traditional route of yoga for sure. Like they're well, well studied, you know, by far like masters, but they had gotten to the point too, where they're like, there's more than just these poses. So I was very lucky that I had some outside the box teachers is what I'm, I guess I'm saying. So one day I just kind of thought, it's like, what if I just made them shake for a minute? <laughs> And just to see how it shifted the energy I was in, I remember it very clearly. I remember which room in the studio I was in and the energy was just so like, so stuck and intense and serious. And it just, it just didn't feel good. And I was like, this isn't yoga. So I put on this like track and I just said, okay, just come to the top of the mat. Like, you know, come to the top of the mat. And I just said, just start to shake out your hands. And I made people, if you guys at home want to shake out your hands, um, I, yeah, just yeah, yeah, I just made people start to shake yeah you. yeah I just made people start and then you know and some people are looking at you like what, what is she making me do and and i literally did it for maybe a minute so start to shake out your hands and then i was like okay shake shake out your arms right what about your shoulders Just shake the shoulders let it all go you know what is the tension you're holding in your body all right shake out your hips really let your hips go shake out a leg the other leg and then we're just say let your whole body shake for 30 seconds just let the whole you know uh, whole body, really shake, close your eyes. And some people would do it and some people wouldn't. But after that one minute or two minutes, then I had everybody pause. And you could even feel it now,
1: even half doing it.
0: If you close your eyes, what do you feel?
1: Oh, I feel a buzzing. Exactly. Buzzing throughout my body.
0: Exactly. So it's undeniable. And that was just like, not even even really doing it, but you know, that, but that's how powerful for me shaking is. Right. It whatever's going on in the mind, whatever challenges you're faced with, whatever adversity, whatever trauma, even like dogs in the and animals in the wild, what do they do to downregulate, to re-regulate? Is they shake. So the shaking first is, helps us get rid of, even if it's just for a moment, it gives us a momentary relief of all of our shit, yeah. and then and then it starts to wake us up. So we feel that. You reground your feet. I, like, I always like to turn the palms up as this act I we say of catching the energy mm. so that you can actually really feel feel you and come back to you. So I just started like that. And when I saw the impact and the energy in the room shift so dramatically, I was like, I think I'm on to something. And again, and it was just kind of experimenting through a little period of time. But then a big transition point happened when I met this man, Marcus Wyatt. He's in the house music world of like a pretty, people will say he's a legend. (laughs) We'll just put him in that category um, of DJs. And I would go out and dance to where he played because people went to his events to dance. I didn't have to worry about getting groped on. I didn't have to worry about, you know, all those kinds of things that sometimes come when you just go and dance by yourself as a woman. So I was really attracted to his events and like it's something, it's the music he played just like stirred something in my soul and it was so beautiful. And we met one night at a club, I was going down the stairs and he was coming up and we bumped into each other. And he had heard about me because I'd been at some of the events and vice versa. And at the same time we were like, hi, so nice to meet you. And I said, I wanna get the yoga people off the mat. And he was like, oh my God, I want to get the club kids and the burners on the mat. And we birthed an event together called Deep Exhale. Oh. And, and through that, that was the first time that I, we, I actually, like really, I had the support of you know, his music DJing and we brought another live musicians. And then that was really where I had the playground to be like, okay, this is a separate, for those of you that want just a yoga class, you can come here. And then those of you that want this other thing, And I just started experimenting and it was to be selfish. It was what I needed. Yeah. It was so what I needed. And I felt so amazing. I was like, okay, if I feel this amazing, it's gotta be helping other people.
1: Oh, one of my friends always says our pain is our purpose. Our Mm. mess is our message, Mm. right? This is exactly Mm -hmm. what you're describing Yeah. because your pain and everything you went through as, you know, a recovering elite athlete, you know, really trying to understand your identity. If it wasn't that working Mm -hmm. through everything that you work through and then just starting to pull on the threads of what lights you up Yeah. and then starting to share that with others. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I do believe at, like we can't, we, we can't
0: heal through the, cere- the cerebral. Like, the way to heal is through the body, and movement brings us into present attention and consciousness and awareness with the body and with the now. And that's the only place in which we can integrate, heal and come alive.
1: Our body so For me, will, the
0: body oh, yeah. Is, yeah, the body is the vehicle. The body is the portal, the portal to aliveness,
1: the portal to embodiment, the portal to it all. It will always tell huh. us the truth. When I yeah. look at my, you know, I mean, your your body told you, like, your mission wasn't to be the platform diver at the Olympics, yeah. right? Yeah. I looked at when I wrote my book, it was like this reckoning of realizing – every time I became really sick, it was because I told myself I should be doing something. Mm -hmm. I wasn't following my truth. I was placing, you know, I was listening to, you know, following my dad's dream or listening to Mm -hmm. what I thought I should do or what traditional success looks like ticking all those boxes. But that's what made me empty. And my body was screaming on multiple occasions. So even in that short moment, like the, the hour long class that we did with you in November, when I was down in Mexico with Justin was like, woke me up. I mean, those Mm -hmm. classes, I mean, an hour can be transformational in reconnecting with your body. And then you and I just did 30 seconds or less. And Mm -hmm. it takes me out of my head and back into my body. And now I'm starting to kind of follow those signals. And it also reminds Mm me we're spending an awful lot of time, way too much Much time in front of these screens, in front of our computers with COVID, and now everything's Mm -hmm. on Zoom. And I could even, as I was shaking with you, I was Mm -hmm. realizing this kind of tension in my lower back. And I was like, oh man. I didn't move today. I didn't yeah. do my walk. I actually postponed it till this afternoon, but I was like, that's a really powerful reminder to yeah. go out for my walk. Do not like sometimes we just go, oh, I don't have time for that. And it's like no, 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 yeah. no, no. No, we need
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And and to speak to COVID for just one moment. I mean, think about what COVID has done. It has put us in this place of constriction and restriction, right? And that is then just by the fact of being having to stay at home or depending on where you live in the U S or the world. But think about like, it has all of us doing this. It has all your energy contracting and compacting on top of each other. And then we're sitting at the computer all day like this. So what is happening to our energy, right? It's depressing. It's, it's everything is being brought down or it's moving up into the anxiety, but we don't have any release for it because we're not moving. So, you know, so many people are like, Oh, you just need to do some like, you know, some yin yoga. And I'm actually, I'm I'm like, yes, yin yoga is amazing, but you have to freaking move the energy first. So even if it's just shake for five minutes and then do your yin yoga, because the energy has got to go somewhere. We got to like release it. I, I love what you said. It's like,
1: this let your shit go. Like when you had yeah. us start shaking, it's like first yeah. let your shit go and mm-hmm. then get into what you want to get into. Is that the advice you would give? Cause I actually, I think this is so valuable that yeah. we're having this converse, like this very specific conversation about we're all spending more time in our homes. You're right. Mm-hmm. In that kind of contracted way, mm-hmm. pushing everything down, not moving as much as typically as much as we're used to moving in yeah. front of screens way too often so is that the guidance you would give? Like take a five minute shake break. Like what else would you tell us to do to keep that hum going? Yeah. So I'm a big proponent of dynamic
0: breathing. If you want, I can take you through a really quick, quick exercise that you could. I mean, obviously if you're driving, please don't do it because you don't want to take your hands off the wheel.
1: (laughs) Thank you for saying that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So this would be like, if you had five minutes, like we'll speed it up. We won't do it for five minutes, but this would be the practice I would give you to do just to start. So Good. you could do it seated or standing, but you inhale, draw into your into your chest, but you're gonna arch your back a little bit. So you're moving your spine into an extension, yeah. So you rock to like the front of the sit bones. And then as you exhale, you're gonna flex your spine, exhale through the mouth and push the hands forward. Oh, you're gonna inhale I'm here, to, yep. through the nose, exhale through the mouth. <sighs> inhale nose, <sighs> exhale mouth. <sighs> and keep it going, inhale. Exhale and just be exaggerate the movement. Let the pelvis rock forward and back. Take in as much breath as you can. Breathe in exactly what you need right now and push out everything else. And don't be afraid to make a little sound. All right. This isn't about looking pretty. This is about getting yourself tuned back up. All right. So don't worry about, oh, I don't look perfect or I feel weird. I don't care. And then if this feels comfortable with your body, then actually go a little faster. You go. <laughs> <laughs> And you're gonna feel, keep it going, you're gonna feel stuff start to activate. You're gonna feel sensations in the back of the heart, in the front of the heart. And you're making more space to take more life in right now. I'm gonna do three more. Last one, hold it out now and just pause. Now tune into those subtle sensations throughout the arms and then spin the palms to face one another. And see if you can even feel a, t- a communication between the two hands. You might even be able to feel that buzz there, right? And then I like to open the arms wide like you're taking this like big circle of protection around you, but also reminding you to take up more space, right? We're breaking out of that constriction. We're moving beyond the limitation, right? And then you can just come Then then go into the shaking, right? And just let the whole body move. And I want you to shake every cell of your body from the fingertips, to the wrist, to the elbows, to the shoulders, to your face, to your jaw, to your tongue out of your mouth, right? So you have to let go of perfectionism. You have to allow yourself to be a little messy. You have to allow yourself even to little snarl, Ah, yeah. right? Yeah. And you have to let mm. your fleshy bits shake,
1: celebrate the fleshiness <laughs> shaking. I off love that. You. That's the, right? no, I love that you said that that's the hardest part. Cause sometimes you're like, I don't want to feel all the jiggly bits jiggle, no, but, fuck but it. No, let the jiggly bits jiggle. The jiggly bits. That's no. your body.
0: This is it. your temple because the awakening, can, if you're denying the power of your Ooh. body to move and you're not accepting your body, how are you going to come Into integration, how are you going to come awake and alive? Because you're rejecting and denying some part of you on the most simple level. So shaking, I know it seems like such a simple thing, but it, to me, it does so much because it's, it's also, it's a celebration of your form. Yeah.
1: There's a massive lesson in there for me and I'm possibly for many other souls in this community that I think that's what I do so often is that I deny this, like this beautiful body, because Mm -hmm. I'm trying to uphold it to some ridiculous standard. That's not me. That's not this beauty. That's not this form. And that I now realize like what I loved about the experience I had with you virtually that very Mm -hmm. first time I experienced what this soul fire concept is, is that I literally had no inhibition. And Christy, I can't think of another time where I was shaking my body and dancing with reckless abandon where I wasn't self-conscious or on alcohol or drugs. Yeah. Or on alcohol or drugs. Right. Certainly not. Of course, that's already, you know, it's like inhibitions out the door, but you're right. right. Totally sober, totally conscious, totally in my body and without inhibition. Is not a typical space for me. And so that just clicked that, oh my God, like I want to be in that space more often. And you, and you literally unlocked that by saying like, celebrate the jiggly bits. And I just, I want, thank you. I wanted to put a finer point on that because I know I'm not the only one struggling with Mm -hmm. this. And Mm -hmm. I love that that came out in this conversation. That's a gift. Absolutely. I mean, the, the first chapter, of, or the, it's actually the third chapter of my book,
0: almost the whole chapter is about reclaiming your body temple and Ooh. what that means. You know, to inha- to, first of all, what does it mean to inhabit your body in full loving acceptance and appreciation? And, and most of us aren't there yet. So, so what would it feel like to actually fully accept and love your body in the form that it is in right now? And that doesn't mean that there isn't, you know, things we have to do to get healthier, right? It doesn't mean that we say, okay, well, now I'm going to only eat chocolate ice cream (laughs) or I'm not going to exercise because I fully accept myself. No, because when we reclaim the vessel of our body, the the temple that our soul descended down, it chose to descend down into, that there's no other one alike and celebrate the diversity of how it is different than anybody else's, right? Then how do we tend to it and care for it? right? So whether that is by going for your walk every day or shaking or going to a yoga class or the foods you put in it, it's not just about self-care in the sense of, of like, oh, I'm just making sure I'm, you know, luxuriating in myself. No, it's like this, the, I call it the survival self-care of really tending to ourself at that level with that. because Because I care for this so much mm-hmm. and it's not from there's a lot of confusion sometimes in the yoga world around, oh, well, if, I, if I'm honoring this temple and loving my body, then I'm, I'm holding on to attachments. And it, it's, it's not that, it's, it's actually honoring this vessel and no, yes, it's going to continue to change. But this is the only, this is the gift of this life is our body. It's the only one we'll be given, <laughs> right? We can't change it out for a newer model. And hopefully we're all going to live really long lives. So if we're mm. in battle with this vessel on a day-to-day basis, how are we going to live a life on purpose? How are we going to really be able to follow our dreams? How are we going to be able to drop our inhibitions and open up our creativity? How are we going to commune with God? There's so much healing and of course for all people, but especially for women yes. to come back into loving acceptance and appreciation and of what we have and to honor and love it. And another one of my wonderful coping devices from my own abuse was I suffered from eating disorders as well. And for lack of, for the most part, I probably shouldn't still be here. That's how sick I was at Mm. one point, you know? So I know that, I know that journey well. I know that journey well. And I also know that, like, I pinch myself sometimes to be completely honest, because now at 45, I'm like, this body is amazing. <laughs> Look what I can do. And I can't believe that the 16 year old in me couldn't feel that, or the 20 year old in me couldn't feel that and the 25 year old, you know, so no matter what happens from now to the end of my life, I, I make it a practice to really, and, and thank it and, and yeah. apologize to it. I'm so sorry I abused you. I'm so sorry I couldn't see you. I'm so sorry that I saw you through the eyes of hatred versus the eyes of love and beauty. Mm. You know,
1: you're totally speaking my my challenge and I know again it's not it's not just me. Yeah. I mean it's so it's Mm-mm. so interesting I was on the phone with a client the other day and a client who's, you know, dealing with some of these same things like body positivity, like is is a thing and I was telling yeah. her how lately I've been watching, I follow Lizzo on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I've been watching, I mean, I asked myself in the mirror the other day, Mm -hmm. I was like, how can I watch Lizzo on these beautiful videos that she puts Mm -hmm. out on Instagram of self love of speaking to her tummy of loving her, just loving herself and her bigness and everything Mm -hmm. she is in this world. And I go, God, that's so beautiful. And yeah. then I look at myself in the mirror with, like you said, through the yeah. eyes of hatred. And I'm like, yeah. that's not okay. it's no. not okay. And so no. this, in addition to like my lizzo obsession, this these lessons from you to like, yeah, how, I mean, i'm a, I'm the person I write about this in my book. I've been on the weight roller coaster yeah. my entire life. and I know. That it's a deep seated, like it comes from this place of self hatred because why would my body let go of all of this (laughs) if I just continue to beat it up and treat it like shit? It's not going to. Right. Well, I mean, there are people say all
0: the time like, you would never treat your best friend or even maybe your worst enemy the way we treat our own selves and our own bodies and the messages that we are continuing to reinforce. There's a practice that I, when I was in my recovery that I started doing, and I don't know where I came up with it from, but I guess, you know, some spirit (laughs) blessed me with it. And I actually, it's it's actually also in my book in that same chapter, but I talk about writing a body blessing or a body prayer for yourself. Mm. So, and so I start at the feet and I say, you know, I bless my feet. You know, first, like I say something like, you know i call to what you can call to who whatever you believe in right so I, but i call to god i call to the goddess the supreme power the universe the spirit the divine that is within the divine that is me and the reflection within me thank you for this beautiful body that you've given me and i start at the feet and i say thank you i i bless my feet for they being able to help me walk my true path you know bless my knees that they you know, whatever it might be. And then I say, because for me, it was always my thought, you know, bless my thighs, that they are strong and they can help me, you know, climb any mountain. And I'm just making it up right now. Bless my hips that I can shake wild and free, you know, bless my belly, bless my breath. So I go through the whole body and I touch my body. And then I, I kind of, again, so bringing back into loving contact and honoring actually what the body can do and does do, even if it is a little yeah. bit of a fake it till you make it. So anytime I would look in the mirror and start to, you know, then it would, I would just like, it was like automatic pilot of going to my little blessing. And, you, and it can change every day of what your so it's like a mixture of, of gratitude and yeah. just the remembrance of what your, you know, what your, your, your body has done for you.
1: Oh, body um, blessing. That's gonna yeah. that's gonna be part of my morning ritual. I yeah. love that. Or if you'd like to take baths, like it's a really good time yeah. to do it in the bathtub. And and I
0: for women, it's also just so important to just to come back into contact, like touch yeah. yourself. I don't even yeah. I don't mean that in an erotic way. Of course, you can touch yourself in an erotic way, but like when we're in that place of seeing through the eyes of hatred we're not, we're not seeing ourselves as whole. We're seeing our body as something else we're we're judging. But when we're actually coming back into, Oh, this is my arm. This isn't some disgusting, fat flabby arm. Do you know what? Like there's a different relationship that starts to happen. Right. And then we feel the sensations that are in there. Right. And again, that's even that other level of, of waking up. You know, yeah, really. it brings us back this into is,
1: connection, yeah. like you were saying. Yeah, I love that. And you're right, because I think we disassociate. Like if I hold my mm-hmm. arm on, I'm like, ooh, I don't like this part of my arm or this part or whatever it is. I'm dissociating from it versus yeah. connecting with it. And that's what yeah, you're inviting right. us to do. And because, okay, because you brought up your book and I wanted to get there, let's dive in because girl, congratulations. You've got your first book coming out in June. So very, very soon. Very soon. Okay. Tell us about, so your book is called Chakra Rituals and I love the subtitle Awakening the Wild Woman Within. We got to dive into this. So tell us, (laughs) tell us, okay, tell us more. Tell us more. So,
0: it, it almost goes back to the very first question you asked me of what am I rebelling for right and what I am rebelling for is this notion of aliveness and I have had the good fortune of teaching yoga and dance and meditation all over the world to I don't know tens of thousands of of, of all people but I'm focusing on women right now yeah. and what I see again is this there's so much conditioning like you mentioned all the different types types of conditioning that, Have put women in boxes of how to behave a certain way. And again, whether it's your parents or your religion or your teachers or yourself or your sister, your brother, whatever. And the innate wildness of the woman has been suppressed or been almost snuffed out. Yeah. Right. Because there are these lenses of perfectionism or, you know, oh, I have to look this way and be this way. And nice girls don't get angry and good girls don't. D- good girls don't have sex and all the, all the different stereotypes that, that are, that are out there and becoming the wild woman or awakening the wild woman. Cause you are, you're just like you have that yeah. Ananda in you, you are the wild woman. It's about tuning back in to your instincts. It's about tuning back into your senses. It's about tuning back in and not just tuning in, but also owning your desires, your longings, your power, your love, your creativity, your intuition, right? And that realization that you are the divine being, animating in the form of you. So I use the map of the chakra system, because everything I just mentioned was related to a different yeah. chakra, as this map of how we reawaken. And, you know, the other part of the journey, and I've mentioned this word a couple of times already, is that is the wholeness. How do we awaken our energy at all these distinct levels? Because what the chakras really are, are they're dynamic wheels of, of intelligence, their consciousness vibrating at these different, different levels. So like I came up with a little thing that stands for each letter, like what the chakras, the chakras help us to kiss the sea is to connect our inner and our outer worlds. They help the H is they honor, they help us honor all of what we are made up of. Mm. That's the earth, the water, the fire, the air, the space and honor all of who we are. The A is they awaken consciousness at these seven distinct levels. The K is they kindle the fires of transformation to call us forth into action, to do something right the r is to restore our wholeness and our innate wildness and the final a is that they awaken this connection from the roots of the earth to the magic and the mystery of the stars all through the sacred portal of our own of our own body so this is for me when i first came in contact with this word chakra i had that p- the buzz of aliveness. And this is the map in which I see the world. Justin actually jokes with me many years ago. He's like, he's like, you just, you just see the world through your chakra colored glasses.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. I love that.
0: Yeah. And what's so amazing about this journey and how it also goes into aliveness, it's a, it's a journey of color. It's a journey of dynamic power, right? And what happens so much when we get older, we live in these black and white Realities, right? We drive on highways that are paved with paved black. We wear gray and black suits to work, and life loses that luster. It loses that color, it loses that curiosity. And the chakra system is actually about embracing the color, Mm -hmm. the textures, the diversity, and the diversity of who we are, and the remembrance of that we're not just one thing. Yeah. You're not just your pain you're not just your joy. You're not just your love. You're not just an author. You're not just a mom. You're not like, you're all of these things.
1: So it's a beautiful kaleidoscope. Like that's what I was seeing as you were describing Mm. that I was seeing this gorgeous kaleidoscope of color. And it's all of those Mm. facets and dimensions and pieces of the wholeness of who we are. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's about weaving the fabric. Yeah. Right. Of this, that's the chakra system comes out of the, the tantric era of time, which tantra is, we can think of it as a metaphorical loom, right? That, that stretches and expands all different aspects of ourself and reality and reweaves it together to include everything, you know, to create a really beautiful tapestry, which becomes our life.
1: I love that. And
0: so the book actually takes you on a, a seven week journey. So if you choose to actually progress through the book, the way it's written is each week I'm with you every day. (laughs) You have reading to do and there's a practice every day. And the practices include everything from building an altar to a breath practice, a mudra, which is different hand gestures to a meditation, to something I'm calling a body prayer, which is a simple, a simple yoga practice for the, the chakra and then an embodiment practice. So you'll be, having the tools to unlock your own wild woman through this process. And it's really, really beautiful to see. I just actually have it sitting beside me because I just got it back yesterday with the design. So my Yay! job right now is to read through it. And oh my God, give I my love final- this. this is the last time I get to read it before it goes to print.
1: Are you self-publishing or are you, are you no. working with who are you working yeah, I'm with? I'm
0: working I'm working with St. Martin's Press. Nice. They're the Mind Body Spirit imprint for Macmillan.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. I'm so I'm so excited for you and honestly, if I'm selfish, I'm super excited for me cuz I'm totally buying your book and I want I I'm so. like I hope so. this this journey isn't long enough. I want you to be with me every day guiding yeah. me through. I love that you've written it in a way that really is a guiding light and a workbook for all of us. And it gives us tools. I think that's so important because those of us who've been in the, you know, personal development, self-help mind, body, soul space for a long, long time, it's really easy to get lost in like reading the thing and reading the thing and reading the thing. But if you don't, if you can't figure out, Justin talks about this all the time, if there's no action behind it and there's nothing that you're actually changing as a result of it. So yeah, I love that you took that approach. Yeah. This
0: is a book to be experienced
1: Yeah, because
0: you can't, you can't wake up and experience the body without being in it. (laughs) So the, and the other really cool, like extra thing I'm doing with it is all the practices are being recorded and they're going to be living on my website. So once you do purchase the book, as you're going through, you can just listen to the recording of it versus, you know, it's, it's sometimes difficult what trying to, you, you know, Okay. Step one, come into a comfortable seat. Okay. Step two, put your right hand, you know, so yeah. to make it really user friendly that they'll, they'll actually be able to do the practices through my voice and not have to also get the audible if they don't want to. Oh,
1: know, beautiful. And so you're making it yoga. as accessible as, as it possible. can be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah every practice that. will either
0: be an audio or video recording.
1: Yeah. You're so good. And like I said at the beginning, like I could listen to you all day long. I mean, literally, it's like I'm going to force myself to like start bringing this to a close, but I want you, and I'm sure everybody listening is feeling the same way. Like, I really don't want it to happen. (laughs) Like, I just want to sit here and keep having this conversation. But I know I'm looking forward to your book because I'm. I'm having one of those moments that, you know, when we are truly like living, living our truth, living our purpose, which I'm doing right now, having you come into my life, there've been so many beautiful lessons in this. And one of the other, pieces of my journey in real time. So it's, yeah, it's the body positivity. It's a lot of what we talked about and I'm definitely doing the body blessing for me. Mm -hmm. It's also, as you could probably tell when I described my former career, I left Harley four and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. I operated in very masculine environments for a very long time. I Mm -hmm. learned how to operate that way. I was kick-ass at operating that way. Mm -hmm. And the big transformation that I've been going through is really embracing my wild force of nature, feminine energy. And it is, I'm loving every step of it. And I, you know, I obviously always, we are a combination, you know, all of us are a combination of this masculine and feminine, and I'm having a lot of fun really awakening that feminine energy. So this is another, I'm like, Oh, another breadcrumb from the universe. Christie's book arrives just on yeah. time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I have a similar story as well. Like I was working in the corporate world too. And I'm very good at defaulting to my masculine. And when I default into my masculine, I literally shut down my feminine yes. and Doing the practices of yoga and music and dance is what restarted to awaken my feminine side. But the feminine side for me was so vulnerable yeah. and it was so scary. Right. Because I, I, I didn't have like the confidence and the strength and the, oh, well, let get it done. And I know how to take action and I know how to cross up the things up to my to do list. And I know how to manage you and tell you what to do. <laughs> right. Totally. Like, <laughs> I can be a badass bitch boss, you know? hundred percent. But, but like suppressing 50% of myself. Yeah. And, and through my, you know, the last, I mean, it's been the, I will say my feminine, my divine feminine recovery has been over the last 28 years. And now I at least know when I am defaulting into my masculine. And there are times that I, I mean, I'm grateful I have that power for sure, but the difference is knowing if I'm hiding it, yeah, if, if I'm hiding in it, because when I'm hiding in it, there's something in my feminine that actually really wants to come forth and be expressed, but I'm feeling too vulnerable or wounded or scared to actually bring forth.
1: Yeah. Oh, beautiful way of expressing it. Thank you. And thank you for writing the book and sharing your journey and for being so open and vulnerable on this, in this conversation for sharing your whole story and what led you to be on this mission. Thank you for that, because I know it's not easy. And yet I know that's also what has all of us leading into this conversation right now, because we see ourselves in your story and Mm -hmm. we see ourselves in your healing journey. And for, you know, the rebel souls community, there's a lot of women in this community. So for us, it's also, I think many of us are at different stages of this awakening. So thank you also for, you know, putting your arm around us and bringing us on this journey with you. Thank you. Where, where can people find you? Because I know, you know, like me, (laughs) our our fellow rebel souls are going to want to dive in to go, how do I get me some more Christy? So how does where can they find yes. you and how can that happen?
0: Well, you can find me on Instagram these days. That's probably the best place. And my Instagram handle is just my name, Christy Christensen. And I also have a website, christychristensen.com right now in the process. So it's not live yet of building the website for the book and the book is also already available on Amazon, but I haven't actually announced the pre-launch of it yet. I can uh, send you the link.
1: Yeah, please um, do. We'll because, put it in the show notes with
0: all your yeah, contact and, info too. Yeah, and, and anyone who purchases it, I have a slew of bonus gifts for you. So I'll I'll send yeah. you all that information too. Oh,
1: please do. Um,
0: and if you're, if you're craving having one of these virtual experiences with me, Every Sunday we do the yoga dance experience that Shelly was been talking about a little bit on a platform called Live Kick. And I can send you, I'd actually I'm sure I can I'll get you guys a promo code so you can get a nice I would love that. Off of class. Yeah, yeah a special promo code for you guys. And where you can tune in with people from all over the world. And we like it's Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific time, one o'clock Eastern time. And it's it's so much fun and it will it will completely change whatever space you are in, and that also means like it doesn't mean it's going to all be joyful. For sometimes when we go through these experiences, it un it unearths what needs to come up, what needs to be come yeah. up to be healed or to be to let go that we're storing in our bodies. And but uh, it's really liberating and it's really powerful. So yeah, like that would be a really beautiful place for us to meet in the meantime. And if you want to come to Tulum, I'm going to be there for
1: the next month. <laughs> <laughs> She's headed back to Mexico, people. That's awesome. The answer to that is <laughs> hell yes. I would like yeah. to come join you in uh, both in virtual and down in Mexico. Yeah. I'm super yeah. excited for you being able to head down there and continue to do your work in such a gorgeous, a gorgeous place. Yeah, I do. I'm glad we talked about the live kick because I'm like, wait a second. Why am I not still doing that on Sundays? That's silly. I had this transformation. I know exactly. So now you're reminding me. I mean, everything happens for a reason, right? Here we are. So yeah, we'll make sure if you can get us a promo code, that's amazing. Yeah. put everything in the show notes so people can find you. I love that you've got some goodies around your book. We'll start getting the pre-orders fired. That's awesome. I want to support you in every way possible. I also tend to put anybody who I meet whose work I love, and especially when you've written a book, I put it in my newsletter. So you can expect that to be coming up too. I'll throw it in the newsletter, which is called Soul Fuel. So it's totally- Our, our with, messages with are also
0: fire meat.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Our messages are so aligned. Cause Christy, I yeah. say I'm on a mission to liberate a billion souls and I can't do that on my own. I want to yeah. keep like, we talked yeah. about at the beginning, it's like our soul posse. Like there's a reason we are all coming together and we're connected because our work is connected and our ripples of impact are huge. And I'm really honored to be on this journey with you. So thank you.
0: Likewise, likewise.
1: Yeah, it's thanks. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. And you guys, thanks for listening in. This one was like radical for me. I absolutely loved it. I hope you got some good nuggets and please like support Christy and her work and please do yourself a favor and shake it the fuck up. We all Mm -hmm. need it. So Wake
0: up to reminding. the power that you have wild body oh behold. Oh my God,
1: I love it. I'm gonna, and I'm celebrating my jiggly bits all day long, girl. Celebrate Thank you for that reminder. <laughs> exactly. Thank you guys for listening in and we'll see you again next week. Bye. Hey Rebel, thanks for listening. If you were inspired by what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review so our fellow Rebel souls can find us. We have big work to do together. And if you want to dive deeper, head on over to my website at solbatical.com and follow me at solbatical on Instagram. Until next time, stay bold, brave, and badass. And never stop asking, what am I rebelling for?